Welcome to uh, another uh, interview uh, held by EFSAS. And today with with us, we have our, uh, a guest uh, from uh, Peshawar, Pakistan, uh, Mr. Tariq Afghan, um, who is a uh, human rights advocate uh, and a constitutional uh, advocate at the Peshawar High Court. Um, he has also been a human rights activist for the last uh, over two decades. Um, and apart from that, he is also the Secretary Youth Affairs of the Awami National Party in uh, Pakistan. Uh, Mr. Tariq Afghan, thank you very much for joining. Thank you so much. And uh, as we as we discussed today, we we uh, because you are an advocate, you're a lawyer, and you practice at uh, the Peshawar High Court, especially in cases related to missing persons, human rights. So today's topic, what we would like to discuss with you, which we'll come to, um, is of course the, the the pressing issue of Afghan refugees, uh, which are being deported uh, by Pakistan uh, back to Afghanistan. Uh, but before we come to that, maybe you could tell us a little bit about yourself, about Peshawar, about your practice, and uh, how you have been involved for the last uh, over two decades in uh, in issues related to human rights? Uh, basically, uh, my family was related to Awami National Party, which is a secular and progressive party in Pakistan. And uh, the party always uh, stood for the human rights, uh, especially for the oppressed nations in Pakistan, like the Sindhis, Baloch, and Pashtuns, and other communities who are underprivileged. So uh, bring, uh, bringing up in uh, the family who were uh, associated with ANP, it uh, compelled me to uh, join the uh, student wing of Awami National Party in my college, and I uh, uh, became the most uh, active student leader of my time. Uh, I demand the president of Pakistan Students Federation uh, in Islamia College. Uh, I demand the uh, secretary information uh, of the Khabar Pakhtunkhwa. Then uh, I joined the National Youth Organization, uh, which is the youth wing of Awami National Party. And, uh, at that time, I completed my LLB and joined my practice uh, uh, with the Chamber of uh, uh, Ex-President of the Supreme Court Bar Association, Abdul Latif Afridi, uh, to whom we call uh, Lala as a respect, uh, who was uh, uh, murdered uh, in the Peshawar High Court last year. So I remained with him for uh, uh, seven to eight years. And uh, the chamber of Latif Lala was the only chamber uh, which was uh, always engaged with human rights uh, uh, activists, human rights leaders, women rights activists, uh, and all the cases of missing persons, uh, uh, military courts, uh, and uh, 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 women uh, victims, uh, we were... Uh, uh, engage uh, in those cases. So uh, this was the reason uh, I involved in the um, cases of missing persons, the military court cases, especially the case of Idris Khatak. I was one of the counsel with uh, Latif Afridi Saab, uh, who was uh, missing from motorway Peshawar. And after eight months, the uh, Ministry of Defense declared that he uh, has been booked, uh, charged in the FIR in the uh, sections uh, uh, of Official Secret Act, and he has been convicted for 14 years. Uh, uh, <clears throat> similarly, we were 
the consuls and lawyers of Ali Wazir and Mohsen Dawood who were uh, charged in sedition case in uh, uh, Waziristan and uh, uh, we were uh, successful to uh, release them on bail and uh, their case is now uh, being finished. Mm -hmm. And uh, you have talked about um, again. Uh, we are our topic today is of course the uh, deportation of the of the Afghan refugees. But just to come back to um, Mr. Latifa Afridi, who is has who has actually who's who's known to be um, uh, a human rights uh, defender and a, and, a, and an illustrious uh, uh, lawyer, of course. And you just mentioned he was he was murdered in the Peshawar High Court. Um, and I know that his murderers uh, are still uh, not found. There has not been any uh, progress on that. But to have your opinion, do you think his murder was related to the work he was doing? Uh, basically, it was a family dispute, a family uh, enmity. He was murdered by one of uh, his opponents and he was uh, caught and handed, but the matter is now patched up between the families and the uh, person who uh, killed uh, Mr. Latif Afridi Lala. Uh, he has been released due to the uh, patch up between the families. And, uh, but uh, he has been murdered in a, a daylight. So it was a blow to the whole country, to the lawyers community and to the political community, especially those people who were unable to pay their uh, pieces uh, for cases because he was a, a public interest uh, uh, lawyer. Uh, every uh, person who can't, who, who, who was unable to afford uh, his fees, Latif uh, Lala was always there for them and he supported uh, the poor people, the needy people, especially uh, women uh, and political uh, activists, uh, human rights activists. He was the beloved to all of them. Okay, uh, thank you. And uh, coming back to 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 our topic of today, um, there have been a lot of, there are a lot of Afghan refugees uh, in Pakistan, especially in the city that you live in, Peshawar, but also in Karachi. Um, and these people have been living there for years. Um, just recently, uh, the government of Pakistan has decided to deport them. And I think the date of uh, the cutoff date was 1st of November. Um, but to my mind, if there are people who are living in Pakistan who are undocumented, uh, and Pakistan wants to deport them because they are undocumented refugees. Um, what is the what is the issue then? What, what is the big deal? Uh, on the the face of record, there is uh, there is no deal. Pakistan is uh, doing a right job, but if we see the situation uh, in uh, Afghanistan and Pakistan. So the, 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 the situation is a, a little bit changed. If uh, there is an Iranian uh, uh, person, Iranian citizen living undocumented in Pakistan, in Pakistan deport him, it is justified. But uh, to the case of Afghanistan, 
uh, there are uh, Taliban. The democracy has been uh, rooted out uh, before the uh, 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 before uh, two three years ago. So now Taliban are there in Afghanistan, and uh, we have witnessed uh, that uh, they uh, put ban on cultural activities, uh, put ban on uh, singers. Uh, uh, music, uh, barbers, uh, etc. Girls' education is uh, nowhere in uh, Afghanistan. So in their situation, these people flee to save their lives from uh, Afghanistan. Some people went uh, to the European countries, to the uh, uh, US and other uh, parts of the world. But those poor people who don't have facilities, who don't have money, who can't afford to uh, be settled in the Europe or America, Canada or elsewhere in the uh, world, they flee Pakistan to save their lives, to save their honor, to save their uh, uh, everything. Now, uh, uh, there are, since 1993, there are some agreements between Pakistan, UNHCR and government of Afghanistan. The first bilateral treaty was signed uh, in 1993 between the UNHCR and the uh, Pakistan government. And they, they, they extended the refugee status to Afghan refugees. Mm -hmm. They were registered as Afghan refugees. And at that time, there was government of uh, Rabbani. After the collapse of the USSR, there was a government in Afghanistan and Taliban was, were not uh, on the surface of the land. And after the uh, uh, Taliban came into power in 1996, uh, this agreement was intact. And in, after the uh, elimination of Taliban government in 2001-2002, there was an interim setup in Afghanistan, and uh, a bilateral, uh, a trilateral agreement was signed between the uh, Pakistan, between uh, the Afghan government, and the UNHCR. And it was decided that uh, the repatriation uh, of the Afghan refugees uh, will be done or will be started uh, gradually. And no refugees will be forcefully uh, uh, deported or repatriated from Pakistan if someone wants uh, voluntarily to uh, go back to his homeland. So uh, they will be facilitated and they will be uh, repatriated to Afghanistan and will be settled there accordingly. Now, coming to the uh, Afghan refugees' uh, uh, present status in Pakistan, they came to Pakistan in uh, after the uh, war of 1979. And if we see in 1975, uh, uh, Governor uh, Nasrullah Babar, he was engaged with uh, Gulbadin and other leaders uh, of the, uh, who were opposed to the Afghan uh, government at that time. And in 1992, 1993-4, uh, uh, he was the uh, interior minister of uh, Pakistan and he was engaged with the Taliban, Mullah Umar and other leaders. So the involvement of uh, uh, Pakistan establishment in the Pakistan government with the uh, Mujahideen and after Taliban, this is now a better truth uh, and uh, everyone knows this. So those people who came to Pakistan as refugees in the uh, Cold War between US and USSR in which uh, Pakistan was also a party, 
they lived here in Pakistan for decades, for four to five decades. They were born, uh, their uh, kids were born here. Now a person of 40 years or 45 years, 30, 35 years, he born here. And according to the Citizenship Act, Section 4 of the Citizenship Act, everyone who born in Pakistan, he is literally a citizen uh, of Pakistan, like other uh, part of the world, like in U.S., Okay. Uh, just, just to ask you, um, like currently, the, these people have lived for over forty years in Pakistan. Didn't they have any documents? They, they, they ought to have some ID cards or some, some identification documents. They, they have they never been recognized as, as, they as. Have. Okay. They have some have fewer, uh, fewer cards. Proof of registration cards with the UNHCR. Some have, some have tokens. The recent uh, refugees who came after uh, Taliban take over, they have tokens. The UNHCR uh, uh, issued them tokens, and that token must be considered as registration because the number and the token is registered with the uh, UNHCR with their full data. So that must be considered as a registration. And when the status of a, a refugee is uh, handed over to UNHCR, then the government have no authority to repatriate them forcefully because uh, the UN gave some funds to um, uh, Pakistani government uh, uh, and the Pakistan government uh, uh, use uh, one third of the funds on Afghan refugees and the remaining uh, on uh, Pak uh, uh, go to Pakistan. Mm -hmm. So they are bound uh, according to the uh, international uh, conventions, international protocol, international agreements uh, that they cannot uh, repatriate them forcefully because human rights uh, uh, declaration uh, this is the Supreme Court of Pakistan judgment that the uh, chartered of the uh, Universal Declaration on Human Rights must be considered the integral part of the Pakistan Constitution because human rights have no uh, boundaries, no borders. Everywhere, if there is a person, there is a human, uh, he has uh, uh, declared human rights. He, uh, they have uh, right to live, they have right to live uh, a dignified life, they have uh, right to uh, uh, business, they have right to everything which is enunciated or enumerated in the constitution of Pakistan. So, so uh, they cannot be repatriated forcefully according to the uh, international conventions like uh, the uh, 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 international convention on civil and political rights. So they have political rights, the section uh, 15 and 16 uh, of the International Convention on Civil and Political Rights. It is very clear about the political and civil rights uh, of the families and of the people who are uh, at risk, uh, who are refugees. So Pakistan is violating these laws. Uh, secondly, the present government uh, is... Uh, uh, caretaker government and they cannot initiate such like uh, issues because this is uh, related to parliament and pa uh, parliament is uh, uh, not uh, in the field 
The elections are coming in uh, February 8th. So uh, the uh, Election Act uh, says Article uh, 230 of Pakistan uh, envisages some special powers on the caretaker government. And the caretaker government have no authority, no right to repatriate the Afghan refugees uh, in such like a hurry that uh, they are again at risk. This is the middle of the winter in Afghanistan. They have no homes there. They have no properties there. They have no jobs there. They have no money there. And second, uh, thirdly, uh, all those Afghans who are poor, they are repatriated forcefully. No rich Afghan, no businessman has ever been touched. So, uh, if uh, these people are undocumented, if they are, they, they are saying that these Afghans are undocumented, the whole border is a fence covered with the uh, fence. How they, 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 they enter Pakistan? There are uh, military forces on the border, dozens of agencies working there, uh, frontier constabulary, there are levies. They are all the Pakistani forces. They are deployed on the border, on the uh, uh, Torkham border, Chaman border, or other Mr. parts of the border. Not, not everyone knows the law, as you know. Uh, so just to make it clear, a few things you have mentioned. One is that the, um, the status of these refugees has been recognized by the UN. So that's a supranational organization and under international law to which every country in the world is bound by, uh, these refugees cannot be repatriated forcefully. Second thing what you have said is that the Pakistani government has received money from the UNHCR to take care of these refugees. They are protected under international conventions and international law. Um, and the third most important thing which relates to domestic politics in Pakistan is that the caretaker government under Pakistani law has no mandate to make such decisions because parliament is not in session. So when you say this as a lawyer and not as a human rights activist, but as a lawyer, taking into account Pakistani law of the parliament not being in session, of this being a caretaker government, and then the international conventions on human rights, which are, of course, as we know, inalienable human rights, whether a government recognizes it or not, but in this case, Pakistan has, um, these rights apply to every human being all around the world, uh, irrespective of where they live, what nationality they have. And the fact that the Pakistani government has received money from the UN to take care of these refugees. As a lawyer, what is happening today, isn't that illegal? Isn't that a blatant violation of Pakistani and international law? Yes, it is. If you see the media reports, the international media reports, Amnesty International, uh, Human Rights Watch, uh, and their reports, so all are saying that this is the clear violation of international law and the law of the land because uh, many Afghan uh, citizens who have uh, married to uh, Pakistani uh, women, 
uh, in the law, uh, they need to be uh, uh, issued uh, PUC cards, Pakistani origin cards. So there are dozens of uh, uh, judgments of Peshawar High Court that uh, uh, issue them uh, proof of uh, uh, Pakistani origin card, PUC card. But uh, for every such case, every Afghan citizen needs to come to high court and get an order and after that they will uh, issue them card. There must be a general notification from the uh, government authorities that if this is a law, uh, Article 10.2 of the uh, Citizenship Act, it is very clear about this that uh, those uh, who married to a Pakistani uh, female, Pakistani woman, they must be issued a uh, Pakistani origin card, but the authorities are refusing. They are not uh, issuing cards to those people who have been married to a Pakistani women. So this is a clear violation of the Pakistani law. Thirdly, uh, many of the people who have a UNHCR registration card, Afghan refugees card, they are registered Afghan refugees. And the Nadra, uh, Pakistani Nadra, have issued them Afghan citizenship card. So they are not uh, sparing uh, even them. The police uh, police uh, uh, declared crackdown against them. They have been arrested, harassed, humiliated, and uh, after bribes, after uh, giving money, they, are being, uh, they have been released, uh, many of them. And uh, uh, I, I watch uh, many reports uh, from Torkham Bader that uh, these people have been humiliated and harassed. There have this uh, issue, yeah, this rep repatriation or uh, deportation of Afghan uh, uh, refugees was such in a hurry that uh, they have no uh, policy. They have no unplanned. This was an unplanned program. There have no camps, no food, no shelters. People are there. Uh, from two, three, four days or a week uh, uh, waiting for their number to cross the uh, Torkham border. To the uh, other side of the border, there, have, uh, there are also no uh, facilities for them because these people live here in Pakistan for three to four decades. They have no home there in Afghanistan, no land there, no job there, no shelter there. And uh, it, uh, at this time, the, the UNHCR badly failed to address the issues of these refugees because uh, once they were uh, uh, forced uh, for refuge to Pakistan, uh, they were uh, uh, there were no shelter, no home. They lived in a camp, and again they have been forced to uh, deport Afghanistan where again they have no homes, no shelter, no food, no medicines, no jobs. So what will they do? The uh, Afghan governments uh, have no facilities and they have no uh, such like things to facilitate uh, or settle them in Afghanistan because uh, more than 90% uh, of the countries have not recognized the Taliban regime. There have there are uh, I was listening to uh, Afghan refugees. He he was saying that I am worried about my girls' education because girls' education is banned in Afghanistan. So these are the uh, clear and glaring violations of the human rights uh, because person human rights are for person. 
And in the Pakistan constitution, the person uh, is mentioned. Uh, not only Pakistani person, but if uh, he is an Afghan person, Iranian person, or from other part of the uh, world. But if uh, he is a person, he has the rights uh, which is being uh, guaranteed by the constitution of the Pakistan. So in this like situation, the Afghan people uh, also uh, have the rights which uh, are enjoying by the Pakistani people. Uh, uh, it is true that uh, many of them are undocumented, but they need to be facilitated to uh, register them, to, uh, uh, to, to, to enter them into the... You say that their status of being undocumented, and not many are, you know, as you said, most of them have UNHCR tokens and others are recognized by the Pakistani law as Afghan refugees. They have Nadra cards. Many of them uh, should have uh, POC cards. Um, even if, the, if there is a there is a percentage of people which are undocumented, and as you say, they have been living for 30, 40 years in Pakistan. Um, their status of being undocumented, isn't that a failure of the Pakistani state? Shouldn't the Pakistani state have documented them in the 70s, 80s, 90s? Uh, basically, uh, these people were an assets once for the uh, state of Pakistan. Mm -hmm. So these assets were uh, unregistered, roaming freely. They were working for them. Now uh, their, uh, their job has done and uh, they are no more required. So now they uh, they, 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 they say that uh, these undocumented uh, people uh, have no right to live in Pakistan. The state's uh, failure is clear, very much clear, because uh, if uh, we consider the earlier uh, refugees, it's okay. But how come the uh, other refugees uh, from the recent Taliban takeover entered Pakistan because the border is fenced, fully fenced? And uh, a billion of dollars have been spent on uh, the fence. So who, uh, who, who brought them into Pakistan? Who gave them permission to enter to Pakistan? Because the uh, borders are uh, secured by the uh, military forces, security forces. So there have been reports. There are reports that uh, they, uh, uh, they are charging uh, for uh, refugee to... 50,000 and 1 lakh Pakistani rupees to enter Pakistan. Even uh, those people who, who, who want to come uh, for treatment in uh, Peshawar hospitals like uh, Northwest and Rahman uh, hospitals, they are not sparing them and uh, uh, they are taking bribes and money uh, to uh, give them permission to enter Pakistan. So this is the the, the, the big failure of the state, of the security forces uh, and the authorities, that uh, how uh, the uh, refugees or the undocumented Afghans entered Pakistan after the uh, recent Taliban takeover. No, you, of course, you say that it's, it's, it's the failure of the state, but you also mentioned something else. And I know this could be maybe a difficult question. Uh, because you live in Pakistan and Pakistan is a very dangerous country. But you mentioned that many of these undocumented refugees long ago were assets of the, the military establishment or the state. 
um, is it is it correct to say that these were actually those refugees who uh, during the uh, Soviet Afghan war and even after that uh, decided to flee Afghanistan and find refuge in the Pakistan, but they were actually trained in madrasas and sent back to Afghanistan to join the Mujahideen forces. Yes, they were those people. And if you see the uh, ex-defense uh, uh, minister of Pakistan, Fawajah Asif's statement is very clear about this. He said that, uh, yes, we use them for our own benefit. There are many statements of the uh, ex-generals uh, uh, of Pakistan. There are many documents. Uh, 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 a week ago, the uh, prominent journalist of Pakistan, Hamid Mir's interview is evident. He he cleared all these uh, issues. Even he, uh, uh, I earlier told you about Nasrullah Babur's involvement with Gulbuddin Hikmatyar uh, in uh, Sardar Daoud's government. Uh, he brought uh, uh, Gulbuddin Hikmatyar and other uh, religious leaders back in 1974 and 1975 and trained them uh, in Pakistan and uh, in Taliban's uh, emergence, he was the uh, key player. No, Taliban was born from a madrasa in Peshawar. Yes, in Peshawar. So, uh, I'm not saying this. is saying by prominent journalists of Pakistan whose interview is uh, available on the internet. So this, is, watch this, this is another dimension you have put to it, which is that apart from a violation of the land of the law and uh, a violation of international law and agreements. Um, you're also saying that these people were basically used as pawns in Pakistan's policy of strategic depth. So when they were needed, they were brought into Pakistan, they were trained in madrasas, they were used as fighters, mujahideen, militants, terrorists, whatever you might call them. And today, when it seems that this is becoming an internal problem of Pakistan, uh, they are told to leave. Basically, if we see the uh, response of Afghan Taliban and this forceful repatriation of Afghan refugees, it is very much uh, uh, mild. and They are not uh, taking this issue seriously. Because the international community is taking this uh, a serious and violation of the uh, international law. I was uh, watching uh, a statement of uh, Mullah Zahib. He was referring that uh, this uh, repatriation, forceful repatriation is uh, the glaring violation of international law. But uh, uh, he is not uh, uh, letting the girls to go to school. This is also the uh, violation of international law, violation of the Islamic law. They are not letting the musician to perform in Afghanistan. This is also the violation of uh, international law, violation of the cultural norm. As earlier, there were some Afghan singers who were uh, arrested in Pakistan being uh, undocumented uh, in Pakistan. I was counsel for them. I argued uh, their case and uh, the judge uh, bailed them out, released them on bail because uh, uh, I showed them the uh, statements of Taliban, videos of Taliban in which they were uh, burning uh, music instruments, they were 
shaving the heads of the musicians. And there were clear statements that uh, in Afghanistan, there is no space, no room for musicians, for cultural activities. So they plea uh, to save their own uh, lives from uh, Afghanistan. So here they were arrested. And on their points, uh, they were released. Recently, another uh, case was uh, filed in the Peshawar High Court for the Afghan uh, singer that they uh, must not be repatriated forcibly because uh, their case is genuine. They have real threats from the Afghan authorities, from Taliban. So the uh, there were some uh, more than thousand singers, uh, instrument players. Uh, who have been uh, the court uh, uh, have been saved uh, in uh, order that they must not be uh, repatriated forcefully. There is another petition in the Supreme Court of Pakistan under the original jurisdiction by uh, Senator Mushtaq, Farhatullah Babar, and Mohsin Dawood and other uh, prominent uh, political leaders, and they also uh, uh, condemned the forceful repatriation of. Pakistan, uh, uh, Afghan refugees by the Pakistani caretaker government. That uh, the political parties, the main political parties like uh, Muslim League, uh, like People's Party, Pakistan, Tehrikin, Saab, and other parties are uh, silent on the issues of Afghan refugees. Only the Pashtun Nationalist Parties, Awami National Party, Pashtun Khwa Milliwan Party, they are condemning acts of the government, the caretaker government, that this is the glaring uh, violation of human uh, rights. This is the violation of international law. And being uh, one of the uh, member of the uh, United Nations, Pakistan is uh, under obligation to, 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 to support, to implement, and to abide by the international law. And uh, coming to a bit of numbers and your personal experience, because I, I, I assume um, not everyone has left. Many people don't want to leave. And they are, of course, holed up in areas like Peshawar, close to the border. Um, uh, the UN says, according to the UN, there are around 2 million Afghan refugees, which are undocumented. Uh, out of these, around 600,000, 30% of them, uh, fled just in 2021 after the Taliban takeover. Um so my question to you is, first of all, are these numbers correct or is it much more? The second thing is you have met uh, as, as a lawyer and as an, a human rights activist, you have, you've met a lot of these refugees who are stationed in areas uh, close to Peshawar. Um, what is their situation? How are, how are they? Do they have food, shelter? Uh, how are they living? Uh, uh, like uh, how they're living in Peshawar or uh, during this repatriation period? During this repatri repatriation period? They have nothing. Hmm. They just uh, fold their belongings, put them into a truck or a tractor or uh, any other vehicle and uh, uh, start moving towards Turkham. They have uh, no food they have no shelter, they have no warm clothes, they have no blankets. They are uh, just on the mercy of the guard. 
because on the road some of the uh, people they are giving them water and some food like uh, al khidmat foundation like khudai khidmatgar uh, organization of awami national party they are busy uh, to 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 feed them to some extent but the other uh, organization uh, working in pakistan they are also uh, silent about the issue they are not uh, working on this issue because they are upon what about their children their children of course are not going to school now yeah they they, they are not going to school uh, and uh, that's why i mentioned earlier that uh, one of the father was uh, uh, worried about their girls education that uh, how the uh, uh, afghan authorities are uh, not allowing girls to uh, go to school so what will be the fate of their girls so the same situation is uh, for uh, boys not for girls only but for boys because uh, the infrastructure of afghanistan is not uh, that much developed uh, after the taliban take over because all the educated people all the professors the teachers they they they, they flee afghanistan to save their lives so there is there uh, are a shortage of teachers there are shortage of uh, school there are shortage of food clothes uh, camps nothing so they are so, you, 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 on the ground you, you are saying that they are living in inhuman conditions and um how many of these people in this situation in these conditions will uh survive will or how many of them will unfortunately die or you know because you're saying they have no food no shelter it's getting cold in those areas uh, do you see Uh, a lot of people uh, dying uh, i was listening to the uh, unhcr representative to afghanistan uh, last day she was uh, discussing the same things which you have asked that uh, this is the mid of the winter there is no food there is no blankets no clothes no medicines so uh many uh, people may have died children are in critical conditions uh, uh, especially the infants so the the, the, the world uh, needs to uh, help them in this uh, situation but uh, the uh, relations of taliban uh, authorities with the world is not cordial world has not uh, recognize the taliban government so this is a very alarming situation for these people that uh, uh, the international community can't go to afghanistan to help these uh, people but they can come to pakistan they can come to turkham uh, border they can uh, give funds they can give uh, uh, but what happened what happened to the earlier money which was given by the unhcr so uh, <laughs> there need to be a, a committee mm-hmm. a judicial commission to inquire about the funds but uh, in pakistan we see that uh, every commission uh, is filed the report of every commission uh, has, fi- has been filed and uh, there is uh, no transparency in pakistan uh, uh, this is uh, a very uh, big issue that uh, these afghans were not properly take care as uh, according to the un the un 
to give funds to Pakistan to look after uh, these refugees. But uh, uh, so these, these funds went into the pockets of the establishment, politicians and, and businessmen. Yes, yes. Uh, the Afghan Commissionerate is only uh, uh, a place where people uh, receive salaries, people uh, receive funds, but they don't uh, spend it on the welfare of the refugees. Uh, uh, they have been only allotted a place where they 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 they, they build their own uh, house of uh, mud house or. Uh, 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 are, 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 are attend. So, you, so this is uh, whatever is happening is a clear violation of international law of Pakistani law. Apart from the fact you also say that money has been embezzled, money from the UN, which was meant for these people. And the, 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 the third thing, which is very important, which you are saying is that apart from being guilty of these things, um, the current situation of these refugees is such that winter is coming and that the Pakistani state could be uh, could be guilty of the death of thousands of people, especially uh, children. Uh, as far as uh, the Afghan refugees case is concerned, uh, uh, they are uh, like the uh, stepbrothers. They have no mercy. And Pakistani state, the Pakistani uh, authorities have no mercy for Afghan people. They have, uh, even they can feed Indian people uh, in such like situation. They can feed, they can facilitate Iranian people, they can uh, facilitate Chinese people, but not Afghan. This is uh, a traditional uh, issue when Pakistani authorities uh, uh, in the case of Afghan people. But so, uh, is very, very concerned about uh, Muslims living in Palestine, uh, Muslim living in Kashmir. Uh, but these are these are also Muslims. Why is it that Pakistan and the state and its people are so concerned about what is happening in Gaza? And in Kashmir, and they are concerned about Muslims even in Paris or 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 or, or London. Um, but these are their Muslim brothers. So they are uh, brothers of second category. The, our religious parties uh, always uh, uh, hold procession. Really. Uh, against the uh, banning on girls' education in Afghanistan, against the forceful repatriation of the Afghan refugees who once were uh, uh, assets for them, who once were uh, doing jihad for them, these religious uh, uh, people uh, trained them, sent them back to uh, Afghanistan, and they are uh, claiming that uh, uh, we destroyed uh, uh, USSR. It is uh, our success that we destroyed uh, USSR, but uh, now they are not uh, giving even uh, respect to their Afghan uh, brother who are all Muslim, who 
who who who got uh, their education in their madrasa even the uh, darulun ulumi haqqaniya have uh, never issued a statement about these afghan refugees who were uh, who received uh, yearly funds chandas uh, uh, on the name of the jihad on the name of the mujahideen uh, since uh, uh, four to five decades so they they, they never the the, the muhtamim of darul ulumi haqqaniya he never issued a statement a single statement on the uh, forceful repatriation of afghan refugees now coming coming to we have of course described the situation if we if we come to what is the reason that this is happening today these as you have described these people have been living there for over 3 4 decades uh, they have been used as assets they have been um they have been sent back and today suddenly now they, now they are being uh, told to go back to afghanistan many people believe and maybe you can shed some light on this many people believe that they are being th- this policy has been devised to use these afghan refugees these poor people as pawns in pressurizing the taliban to uh better relations with the pakistani state or to use to uh, to pressurize the taliban to do something about the ttp what is your reading uh when uh, taliban chukwar uh, kabul uh our ex uh isi chief faiz hamid was enjoying a cup of tea and was gesturing that uh, it is a success of him and has uh, uh, organization his establishment but uh, uh, the case was the opposite the uh, then government of uh, imran khan he released the most dangerous uh, leaders of ttp without uh, any demand from uh, the taliban of uh, uh, afghanistan he released more than 110 taliban leaders were 10 of them were the uh, top uh, most leadership of taliban they were sent to afghanistan and they uh, regrouped themselves in afghanistan and uh, if you remember they were uh, uh, re-emerge, they re-emerge on the soil of Swat and uh, a series of peace rallies started in every district of uh, the Khyber Pukhtunkhwa, especially in Swat, uh, Peshawar, uh, Bonaire and uh, other parts of uh, the province that uh, we don't want the re-emergence of uh, Taliban in Pakistan. the awami national party was at the forefront uh, to condemn the reemergence of uh, the taliban and even the uh, president of awami national party khyber pakhtunkhwa ahmed wadi khan uh, filed a petition uh, in the peshawar high court which is pending that uh, uh, give us the details that who uh, uh, made agreement with the taliban who resettled them in swat and other parts of uh, pakistan and uh, why was not parliament uh, taken to uh, confidence uh, what was the uh, uh, 
terms and condition of the agreement. So uh, the, the the red petition is pending before Peshawar High Court. So this was uh, done, this thing done in the elected government of Imran Khan, uh, which uh, was backed by the uh, establishment. So now the it is in the news that the Taliban uh, are again uh, engaging uh, themselves with uh, India, and India is uh, coming to uh, Afghanistan, and also there is an artificial uh, canal uh, which has uh, been which has been constructed. Uh, uh, the, the construction is in progress in Afghanistan. This is uh, also a uh, uh, one of the uh, can be one of the reason that the relations between Taliban and Pakistan is not uh, good as people were thinking that uh, uh, Faiz Hamid was enjoying a cup of tea and was gesturing that uh, uh, we uh, rooted our democracy in Afghanistan and uh, uh, gave authority to Taliban to rule Afghanistan and their or people and they will do what we will say but the case is the opposite and now the uh, relation of uh, afghan taliban and pakistan establishment is not cordial so uh, this uh, cannot be ruled out that uh, the uh, pakistani authorities or government uh, want to pressurize uh, uh, taliban leadership to bow before them and to uh, resettle all the issues with the authorities of Pakistan, but the uh, caretaker government, I would say again, that they have no authority to repatriate the Afghan uh, refugees forcefully. But do you think it will work? Uh, I don't think so, because the international community is uh, uh, criticizing the behavior of uh, the Pakistani government, the Human Rights Watch, Amnesty International, and other uh, rights organizations. Uh, especially the UNHCR leadership, they are criticizing Pakistan for being uh, harsh, for being inhuman uh, 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 in the case of Afghan refugees to forcefully repatriate them. So this cannot, uh, I, in my opinion, this will not work because uh, uh, we recently uh, came out of the uh, uh, the the, the, the the dangers of the FATF. Pakistan was in the grey list. So again, Pakistan will be uh, uh, criticized, uh, will blame for gross human rights violation, for the gross uh, international law violation, and uh, things will uh, get uh, better for Pakistan. Okay. Th my last question: uh, We have we have spoken about uh, this whole issue, and it's 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 a very complex issue, of course. But uh, my last question is about the most powerful institution in Pakistan, um, because you have talked about the authorities, the government. Um, where does the Pakistani military establishment or the army? Where do they stand on this issue? Because, as people say. Uh, it can't happen without their blessings. It is. It is. They are uh, uh, the uh, de facto rulers. This is. Uh, so this is. Truth. This so, is. So they were the assets of the military establishment, and today this is being done 
by the military establishment to pressurize the Taliban to listen to them? The Pakistan foreign policy was always formulated uh, by the uh, military, by the ISI, by the, uh, the establishment. And what is establishment? Establishment means the military and the present caretaker prime minister. Uh, everyone knows he has been associated with them. Uh, he is uh, uh, he is associated uh, with them, and uh, he was appointed by them. Uh, everyone knows this, and the uh, present uh, policy is the policy of the uh, establishment, policy of the general, and uh, the caretaker government just uh, like uh, uh, implementing the policy of the establishment. Uh, again, just because of this answer, I would like to ask one more last question before we end. Um, you you mentioned it in the beginning that uh, elections are going to take place in February. Um, uh, former Prime Minister Nawaz Sharif has returned. Um, do you see these elections which will happen in February and the return of former Prime Minister Nawaz Sharif do you see something changing? Because as you know, it's it's a bit of a complex thing because um, Nawaz Sharif has had a troubled relationship with the army for a while, but he can also not return without the army wanting him to return. So will this change something? Is is there is there something on the cards or it will remain the same? On the screen, Things will be good, and uh, people will think that uh, the uh, Nawaz Sharif came to Pakistan to uh, normalize the situation. But uh, he came to Pakistan uh, after an agreement. After he was convinced, there were some uh, undeclared uh, meetings. And after that meeting, he uh, returned to Pakistan. And now uh, you can see the media is giving him. So you don't, you don't, you don't see, you don't see this as a victory of democracy. No, no. In democracy, uh, we can only read in books in Pakistan because democracy is the name of the behavior. Until and unless democracy is not in our behavior, we cannot. Uh, promote uh, democracy in Pakistan. The political parties that we see, uh, uh, there is no democracy in uh, political parties. And it is the prime responsibility of political parties to promote uh, democracy in the society. The main purpose of political parties is to organize people uh, uh, with, uh, with, with a specific ideology and give them lessons and education of democracy uh, first of all, the internal uh, party uh, elections are the uh, basic principle of democracy. So uh, uh, there are only a few parties uh, in which uh, there are internal uh, democracy, internal election in Pakistan. All other parties are uh, uh, like family uh, parties, uh, father, grandfather, son. Uh, so uh, until and unless uh, the uh, behaviors change, uh, behavior is not uh, democratic, we cannot promote democracy in Pakistan. 
Mr. Tariq Afghan, uh, thank you very much for this, uh, for this compelling and and you know this this uh, this 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 interview in which you have explained an extremely complex issue, and I think that we could um, have <laughs> many more uh, uh, episodes on this in order to fully understand it. Um, and I wish you all the very best with your with your struggle of helping these people. Um, because I think at the end of the day, apart from politics, geopolitics, uh, the most important thing here is that there are, as, as the UN is saying, there are two million uh, lives at stake and many of them uh, are uh, very vulnerable children and women um, who are looking towards, uh, towards anarchy if uh, if they are sent back but even today they are living in inhuman conditions and 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 the world uh, needs to needs to recognize that these people are as equal humans as 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 the rest of anyone so uh, i wish you all the very best thank you very much, so much. welcome